Air Force veteran Shante Hall is president of Victory Trades Alliance, where they're helping veterans find high-demand, high-paying jobs in almost any location. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. At Navy Federal, members of the mission, in my 30 years as a Navy Federal member, I've had many loans with them. And now, by refinancing your auto loan with Navy Federal Credit Union, you could have more money in your monthly budget. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, we're talking with Shantae Hall, Air Force veteran, currently president of Victory Trades Alliance. Shantae, thanks for being here on the Veteran on the Move podcast. Really looking forward to hearing what you guys are doing down there uh, with the trades and helping veterans. But before we do that, take us back and tell us what you did in the Air Force. Yeah, absolutely. First, Joe, thank you so much for allowing me to be on the show, for sharing our stories. I, I think that there's so much empowerment when we look to share and, and continuing the legacy and why we chose to serve and then how we've been able to successfully reintegrate back into the civilian culture. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah. while I was Air Force, um, family steeped in military tradition. My father was my recruiter, so I didn't have the option. I had to join for him to make goal that month. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that a I true was, story? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a true story. Oh, that's now, classic. <laughs> he didn't have to make goal. He did make goal. Um, but no, you know, my entire family served and I actually grew up overseas in Japan and, and my mother had chosen to get out. And so I very much so believed in military service and always wanted to serve. I had a different plan for my life. I, I joined, you know, for my father and mother witnessing different career paths within the air force. They said, well, you're 17, you've graduated high school early go logistics, get your degree, get out in four years, and you'll be set. That was not what happened. Um, and, and like many stories, you know, you end up staying a little is. longer. But I, I joined in 99, so, you know, pre-September um, 11th attacks. I was enrolled in school full-time. I had, had the backpack, went to school by 2 p.m. every single day. My unit was amazing with support. And then September 11th happened, and that career path quickly changed from us not being allowed to go off base from the schools, not accepting work two weeks late to kind of some disgruntled feelings of, do I want to continue with this school? Uh, I ended up getting out and then I moved to Warner Robins, Georgia, where multiple deployments started. And so when I was part of the combat logistics support squadron with multiple deployments, I tried school online. I had grown up homeschooling. So I tried videos, um, teaching myself math that was not, I was not very successful in that route. Um, but not to be too long winded. My last deployment was with the army. And after that deployment, I chose when I got back to not reenlist to get out, join the reserves and to pursue entrepreneurship paths. So I was a personal trainer. I had the certifications and licensures, opened up a gym, realized really quickly. I didn't want to live my life telling people to eat chicken and vegetables every single day. (laughs) And um, that was the start of kind of my entrepreneurship path, if you will. The best advice along the way that I gave when I was facing the, the multiple transitions, as you can see, my father said, make sure you finish that bachelor's in business. Make sure you understand the entire realm of the business culture 
so that when you go back to the bank that second year, that third year, they understand who you are and that you have the means to successfully run a business. With that being said, I was able to successfully, um, you know, run my business, sell my business. Due to my education, I became a director at the YMCA, finished a master's degree at MPA with an emphasis in government and policy, all the while using the GI Bill. So um, it's a beautiful thing. And now I, I, here I am today, I am the CEO of a nonprofit organization called Centurion Military Alliance and now the president of the Victory Trades Alliance. Wow, that's awesome. So what, what was it intrigued you about entrepreneurship early on? You know, in the military and growing up in the military environment, there are, are skills that are just inherently a part of us. And, and that's taking care of one another. That's a strong support, that family structure, that camaraderie. And I always found, despite what was happening in the world around us, when we came together for PT, it's kind of like everything changed. We were there. We were a group. We were going to get through this no matter what, this grueling workout, whether you wanted to do it, whether you didn't. And it, it, it brought together. It showed me a sense of camaraderie. And so I thought, well, I'd like to start my own business, but what you realize is that now within the confinement of my own gym, these four walls, I'm by myself from sunup to sundown, and that wasn't what I thought it would be. And so now with what I do and and sharing entrepreneurship and, and the idea of it and running your own business, being your own boss, there's so many great things about the entrepreneurship path, but it's also understanding that you're still answering to someone. You're still making sure that you're in the confinement of whatever business that you're in and understanding the ins and outs and always having that plan A, that plan B, that plan C to be able to push forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as you, as you walk through your transition out in those multiple steps, ultimately, how'd you find yourself at Victory Trades Alliance? So about two years ago, and I love this, this story. It's very personal to me. Uh, I was at the Pentagon for Centurion Military Alliance. And I was actually signing um, for those to, to become a part of Ingus, right? To support the enlisted Air National Guard and, and employment. And my papers got crossed, got switched with a company called Comfort Experts, which was an HVAC company. And so at this time when I'm signing it, Mr. Brett Hobson comes over and says, I believe that's mine. And they realized the mess up, but that happenstance meeting led to me being more intrigued with the trades with Centurion military Alliance as a nonprofit. I have multiple partners. So when it comes to Amazon and Microsoft and spectrum and all these organizations that are ready to place you in a position today, I hadn't really dug deep into the power of the trades. And so the more we began to conversate the more I thought, wow, there are so many that have no idea that you successfully have your own business and not just one, but he has three different companies and, and making, you know, well over six figures now at this point in his career. Um, but the opportunities when you're looking at these positions are considered essential personnel. Mm -hmm. These jobs aren't going away. These positions are the foundation, the backbone of, of our entire country. And so it intrigued me and we began to conversate more and it led to today what's known as the Victory Trades Alliance. Yeah. You know, um, 
on a previous episode not too long ago, which I believe is how I ended up getting introduced to you, we were talking about some HVAC careers and things like that. And <clears throat> the fact that HVAC is just one of them, um, plumbing, electrical, all that stuff is considered essential when we're in a position of uh, almost going backwards with the COVID-19 stuff. We thought we were coming out of it, and now it seems like we're going backwards. I'm like, no, please. But, it, you know, Warren Buffett, he, he loves to buy companies that are not fancy, shiny. He doesn't like tech companies because you always got to keep reinventing yourself in tech technology only lasts a year or two, and then and then you got to have the newest and greatest gadget after that. He buys a lot of really boring companies, insurance companies, logistics companies, railroads. You know, he has so many; it's hard to say um, what all of them are. But he really loves the the basic, simple stuff that people are always going to need. And if you're looking for an industry to go into, whether you're looking to get a trade yourself or just be involved in those industries, um, you know, things like the trades uh, are definitely those things that are going to be around and they need yeah. people local to, to execute those jobs. So they're, they're not going anywhere and they're very stable. Absolutely. You know, I, I love that you bring up that, that local piece. Um, you know, I just shared with you, Joe, I have an MPA with an emphasis in government and policy. I have an HR certificate. I'm an executive career coach. I co-authored a multidisciplinary curriculum widely accepted by the department of defense and on military installations. Finishing a doctorate should be Dr. Hall um, come August, September timeframe. Really? Congratulations. And thank you. And But yet here I am not foreseeing what could have happened on, from a personal scale, single mother, two children. Who's hiring for, for my academia? Who's looking for someone with my skill sets? And someone recently said, you know, well, you're a unicorn. Well, that's great. <laughs> that's not putting food on my table. And so personally, I'm willing to roll up my sleeves and put in the work. And I, I think that this speaks to our military culture is that it's been ingrained in us. We raise our right hand to serve, defend, and protect. No matter what the job was, we came together and we got it done. And I think that's when I'm looking at the viability of the trades is it's encouraging individuals to look at it as a viable means of employment. They're high occupational demand. And now, like you just said, more than ever, I'm sitting in Houston, Texas, I want the health and the safety of my home. I want my AC working. I need my plumbing working. I need my electrical or else I'm, I'm without a job. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that's an, another opportunity right now that we have to look at it and, and consider and ask ourselves why the trades, why not the trades? And, and we have to collectively change that narrative because again, this is, this is America's backbone. This is what our country um, was founded on by those willing to roll up their sleeves and, and do the dirty work per se. Absolutely. Well, Shante, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. If you're looking for ways to save more each month, look no further. Navy Federal Credit Union offers members great ways to lower their interest rates and save more. In my 30 years as a Navy Federal member, I've had mortgages, personal loans, credit cards, and auto loans with Navy Federal. It's always great doing business with Navy Federal because they understand the military mission and the needs of the military family. By refinancing your auto loan with Navy Federal Credit Union, you could have more money in your monthly budget. You'll enjoy low rates and flexible payments and terms. Plus, when you refi your auto loan from another lender with Navy Federal, you'll get $200. Members save more when they refi with Navy Federal. Enjoy low rates and flexible payments and terms. 
it's easy to drive off and save. At Navy Federal, members of the mission. Apply online or via the mobile app. Visit NavyFederal.org to learn more. Terms and conditions apply. Insured by NCUA. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Refinance loan must be at least $5,000 to be eligible for the $200. All right, back in, talking with uh, Air Force veteran Shante Hall, president of Victory Trades Alliance. So, Shante, we were just getting warmed up talking about how essential uh, essential services is, you know, one of the big essential things is is the trades. And, um, and we have, you know, tons of veterans getting out of the military every year, looking for a smooth transition into something. I mean, a lot of guys are just like, I just need a job that I, you know, cause they've gotten that steady paycheck for so long. And some, sometimes guys are thinking way ahead and they're like, Hey, you know what, maybe, maybe I play the entrepreneurship game um, along those lines. So what have you seen with some of the students going through what you guys are doing and, and what's your take on that? Yeah. So you know, one, I love that you said seamless transition. Um, Victory Trades Alliance is is helping and supporting to provide a seamless transition to encourage employers, um, to empo- encourage the, the schools, and then the service members, the veterans, to who have also maybe, maybe they've already had a career in the trades, but, but to basically provide that seamless transition where the employers and the schools are talking to the transitioning service members further upstream are talking to those that think they may be interested. And and I share that because if I put on my other hat as CEO of my nonprofit organization, I deal with transitioning service managers all the time who tell me, oh, Shantae, we we don't have representation from HVAC or or plumbing or electrical. Our our troops aren't interested in those jobs. And Hmm. I'm sitting here thinking, I don't care if they're interested in those jobs or, or not. They need to be aware of the actual positions that are out there right now. They need to be made aware. And it's, it's not fair to disservice with, with everyone out there that says, oh, hiring veterans, hiring veterans, hiring military spouses, and yet to weed through the system, it, it takes an act of God to even get through. And so Victory Trades Alliance is saying, look, put your money where your mouth is, if you are interested and you're truly hiring. So our, our, um, anyone that has stake has claims in victory trades Alliance, our employers are actually saying, we will walk you through what a day in the trades looks like to ensure that we're debunking all myths. And, and that's the overall goal of the trades is, is to debunk those myths. You go to the Bureau of labor statistics, you'll see that all income levels within the trades are above the national average. That alone is astounding. Coupled with possibly a service member gets their degree, right? Let's look at maybe business, entrepreneur. They they get those certifications, those tracks. They start to understand what it really takes to run a successful business. And then they start their own company. And and I, I mean, I was out running this morning in my neighborhood. And I'll tell you, within my neighborhood alone, there are three companies HVAC plumbing and electrical and they're my neighbors and, and they're making a living, you know, they're, they're living in a sense, quote unquote, the American dream with their swimming pool and their, you know, anything that they want um, because they invested and they understood the power within the trades. Yeah. Now they're at, at uh, victory trades Alliance. Do you guys specialize in certain trades or you have multiple trades that you're, you're training or certifying on? 
So, so right now, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing, you know, is our, is our overall focus. Um, we do have what does a mechanical lot mechanical include. So when, when you're looking at the mechanical positions, um, that includes whether it's, um, HVAC. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And I mean, because that's tying in, those are the mechanical aptitudes, which ties into another myth. In order to be an HVAC technician, they're analytical skills. It's problem solving. It's completing complex tasks. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I jokingly went out to my HVAC unit recently and took a picture of it. I have no idea how that contraption works. <laughs> uh, and it's just honest, you know, it's looking at this stuff going, oh my goodness, what if something happens? And, and again, you know, when, when you're looking at career paths and entrepreneurship, I love that you brought up IT. I've seen and witnessed so many, well, I want to go the IT route because it's safe. It couldn't be far less, you know, yes, there are jobs, they're, they're applicable. We need cybersecurity. We need, absolutely. But you just said it. If you had a certification yesterday, it's null and void by today. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that fast. I was a consultant for a company pre-COVID to go in and, and help them because what happened was they had in a phenomenal product, absolutely phenomenal product. Their people selling the product couldn't sell it. So they were the designers behind. They had the aptitude needed, that IT skill set, but they couldn't sell the product. And what happens if you don't sell the product, like you said? That you lose revenue. You can't continue to build upon mm-hmm. your, you know, so IT is, it, it's difficult. Um, but absolutely those jobs are out there too. But it's just to have that mindset to understand our mechanical, electrical, and plumbing isn't going anywhere. Do you find that when people are going through your program, do they typically try to train on all three or do they just go mechanical, which is mostly HVAC or do they just go electrical or do they just go plumbing? So, so most stick to one certain industry. Uh Um, and, and where I've seen, you know, my, my neighbor, I was talking to my neighbor about this and they actually wear all three hats, which is phenomenal because he ended up saying the more I know, the more I can sell, the more I can invest. And, and so for him, it made sense as an entrepreneur. And he actually, his company came from his grant, his great grandfather's company wow. who started, who started an AC, an AC business. And it's grown now to where they're covering all of the aptitude. Well, it's amazing. <clears throat> probably tough to learn like all three simultaneously, but um, yeah. you, know, you probably learn one, one and when you get bored with that one, roll to the next one. But uh, you know, all three of them are essential services for, for, uh, private, you know, homeowners. So, um, there's always going to be a source of income. Of course, in the summer, everyone's going to want their AC fixed and in the winter, everyone's going to want their heat fixed, but you know, I guess, uh, plumbing and electrical go year round. Um, so what kind of, um, what kind of job prospects, um, have you been seeing for people that are coming out of your, your training program? So if, when someone comes to Victory Trades Alliance, it is already, we're, we're in a sense striving to ensure that they have a match. So if they come to me and they say, you know, Shantae, I want to, I'm getting out of the military. I'm interested in this pathway. I want to connect with someone in California. We make sure that we're connecting them and getting that high level of engagement to get those conversations started. So if they go through entirely and they choose that path, you know, in my, from what I've witnessed, and it's not to say that we're at a hundred percent, 
but that's a guaranteed position. Um, and again, you have to take some ownership onto that mm-hmm. and, and that level of pursuit, but these are guaranteed positions. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is that, that, that black and white scenario to where these jobs are here. If you want them, take them, get the training, um, make sure that you're having those relevant conversations because most of these companies, Joe, they want someone from the military. Mm-hmm. So what, what they're witnessing is again, I'll, I'll, I go back to using myself as an example, single mom, two children here in Houston, Texas, whoever comes to that door to come into my home, I want to have a sense of connectivity and trust. And so putting their background and then being able to see, Oh wow, they were in the military and, and having that automatic veteran connection mm-hmm. makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. And, and so that's what a lot of these companies have witnessed is, they want to make sure that they have those high quality individuals that are able to come in and then take the lead within their organization. Um, I can't tell you how many are looking for someone to come in and, and basically be the next owner of their organization <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of that going on. Um, so if, so if, if somebody's in the military, still in the military listening to this show, let's say they're stationed on the East coast somewhere but they're from California or somewhere on the West coast. How many folks like that do you see that where they come to Houston to go through your program? They're coming from the far away to come to your program and where they want to go is, is farther away from Houston and where they just came from. Are you seeing a lot of that? So let's, let's debunk all of this right away. (laughs) Uh, So we, we do all of this um, via zoom. I mean, obviously right now because of the pandemic, Uh but we're having, so you know, it's, it's no different. We have a Salesforce system. We go in and we're making sure that they are already automated someone to talk to from that perspective city, wherever it is that they want to go. So it's not having to go strictly through a rigid program that victory trades Alliance holds. It's making sure that we're connecting the dots and that level of engagement that they have someone that they're actually communicating with. No one else is doing that. You know, again, when, when you're looking at and and what empowered me when I was asked to be the president is I want to make sure that I'm sharing relevant jobs. I'm anyone who knows me knows I'm based on statistics and facts and opinions. You know, I, I take them for what they're worth. I want those applicable statistics and facts. So if I can connect someone to a relevant employer that's actually looking to engage and, and some of these employers, they need, they needed people, you know, ask yourself, why are these companies within HVAC, within mechanical, electrical, and plumbing, looking to sell their businesses, looking for someone to come in and take over that ma and pa, like when you, especially here in Texas, because they're aging, because they're reaching a threshold where, and someone shared with me the other day, they go, uh, we don't want to do the dirty work. We don't want to, we, you know, we don't want to go out there and do the hard work. The inherent danger in that is now we're looking at a society that's, well, I'm okay sitting in the comfort of my own home, you know, twiddling my thumbs, playing my video games, whatever it is that they're doing versus getting out there and engaging and realizing who's going to take on these jobs. Right. And so if we, if we don't start to change the narrative and speak out about this need, we're going to be hurting. No, no different Joe than the military. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at, I call it the three R's recruitment, retention, and reintegration. If I, as a service member, don't successfully reintegrate into the culture, if I don't share that and, and I'm out there with gainful employment, 
using my benefits, telling my children how, you know, yes, it's been a time of war, but look at what my mommy's been able to do. They're not going to want to serve. And I just started the show out with telling you I chose to serve because I witnessed both my parents, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents. I believe in service, but we have to change the narrative or else in the future, our military is going to be hurting. So I think we have to start talking about these jobs that are, that are needed right now and the viability behind them. Absolutely. And the beauty of the trades is it can be just a job. If you want it to be just a job, you can also take a turn and go off on your own and start your own HVAC or electrical contracting business. If you want to go that route, or like you said, a lot of these smaller, small to mid-sized companies, they're looking for the next person to turn the company over to, especially if it's a family owned business, if there's nobody in the family that's going to do it, you know, they want to, they want to keep it in the community. Um, There's a big push among especially smaller communities where, I mean, if you look at it like this, if, if they have a HVAC company that employs 40 or 50 people and it's been there for 40 years and the owners are aging out and they want to cash out, you know, what's it mean to that community to turn it over to somebody that's going to do the right thing and be responsible with the company and keep the company going and maybe even grow it versus the company just goes away and all these people lose their jobs. So even the communities are, are vested in, I mean, I know some other veteran folks that they've putting together some programs where they're trying to place veterans and get them funding so that they can purchase existing businesses. Um, mm-hmm. And many of them are businesses like this because it's time, time tested, proven concept. You take over an existing business. You, you have a much higher chance of success than uh, if you try to start your own from scratch. Absolutely. You know, you take any of these companies and, and, you know, I, I, obviously I'm an entrepreneur. I, I believe in entrepreneurship, but that's not to say that you can't start somewhere, learn the ropes, understand the entirety of, of the business. I had recently had a general that was transitioning out of the military. And, and I love the honesty that came from this general's. He's like, you know, Shante, he, first it was kind of the joke of he waited in line to meet me. This was pre COVID at USAA. And he said, I just want to thank you for everything that you've done. And I stared at him for a minute and I said, did you attend one of my workshops? And he said, I did. And I said, I I remember you. I said, you're the general. And he said, I am. And I said, and today you're just a guy in a suit. (laughs) And he stared at me for a minute. And I thought that, you know, obviously nothing but love for my brothers and sisters in uniform. And he started laughing and he said, you're right. And, and I, and I told him, I said, you know, I said, when you're coming from the military culture, the environment, people don't understand the, the immediate loss we feel when we cross that gate, there's an immediate loss, immediate loss of, of respect, of per, a sense of purpose that we have. And how do we continue that sense of purpose? And he told me, he said, you know, Shante, because of you, I enrolled in another certification program. And he said, and not one but two, because I realized if I'm starting my own consulting business, I should know the ropes. I should speak the language. I should understand. And so I preface that you look at companies like Spectrum, you know, Spectrum's not your mom and pa shop. They're one of the number one employers uh, when you're looking at, especially over in, in Hawaii and Honolulu for our military television community. and internet, right? It, television and internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but mechanical 
electrical jobs, mm-hmm. right? Hands-on apprenticeship programs. And, you know, I, I share a company like that because from the first day of training with a company like that, you're guaranteed benefits. You're put into an apprenticeship program. There's a progression plan, which as military, we're used to. We like, we like the progression. Mm-hmm. And, and they're still recognizing higher education and converting it towards their program. So I, I look at companies that are doing things like this. I look at these local ma and pa companies that have come to me and said, Shantae, we want to hire military. We'll actually pay for their school. We'll actually support them as they transition out. There are so many opportunities out there. All I would say to the military community, you have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. You have to look for what's available. It's not just going to come to you. You know, if you come to me and you tell me I want to open up a coffee shop right next to Starbucks, if you're not Black Rifle, I'm going to probably tell you not to do that. <laughs> yeah. We have to look at viability. We have to look at, as servant leaders, because I, I, I hold true to that, Joe. I raised my right hand to serve, defend, and protect. I'm going to continue serving, defending, and protecting just in a different uniform. Right on. Um, so Shantae, we're getting close to the end of our time. Um, if somebody wants to check out Victory Trades Alliance, how would they find you guys? So please go to our website, fill out the information and someone will get back to you immediately. Is it victorytradesalliance.com? Yes, sir. Okay. Trade trades with an S on the end. All right. That's awesome. Well, um, you've shared some really good information, Shantae. If, if you're, if you're talking to somebody that's, they're, they're at the beginning of their transition or maybe they're in the middle of it. Um, or sometimes they might've already gotten out and they don't really like where they landed. What kind of advice would you have for them? You know, Joe, there's a lot of organizations. Um, and, and, and my doctorates actually speaks to how we can have these pathways, but if we don't have the hope, it's agency and pathway. If we don't have the hope that's required to ensure that we accomplish that education to ensure that we do have our finances in order beyond what the military looks at of balancing a checkbook goes a little bit deeper than that. Mm -hmm. If we can't articulate our sense of self-worth, if we don't see our purpose, if we don't, then all of this is negated. And so there are pathways that are out here. and, And all I would share with these transitioning service members, these veterans, these spouses, we can hand out the tools. We can give you the plank everything needed to build that boat. But if we make you yearn for the sea, you'll find a way to follow that vision. And we want to make you yearn for the sea. We want you to understand that right now, more than ever, I believe our military community has an opportunity to rise to the top. We are adaptable. We are resilient. We are a force to be reckoned with. Let's look at what's needed to rebuild this great nation. Let's step up to the plate and be willing to roll up our sleeves and, and get our hands dirty. Awesome. I'm ready to go. Where, where do we start? <laughs> That's motivating. All right, Shante, I appreciate it. So I appreciate you being here and, and, and sharing your story, your personal story, and um, look forward to you know your future success there at uh, Victory Trades Alliance. And um, hopefully we'll have you back on the show maybe in another year or so and uh, have a check back in with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today, Joe. You bet. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. 
Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.